So, yeah. So, Ambrose Foster also loved pigs, which mm-hmm. is why he went and stole one from the Moore brothers. Mm. And I'm just thinking, like, that means either, one, they had stolen more pigs in the interim, mm-hmm. right, in that month-long period. They had, like, either stolen more pigs or they originally had pigs and they just hated Ambrose Foster. Mm. And that's why the Moore brothers went and stole pigs from him. Yeah. Right? Or, like, one of their pigs wasn't big enough. Yeah, they something. got pigs or something. Yeah, they're like, they already had pigs. And mm-hmm. they're just like, whatever, that guy's pig. <laughs> or I don't they... want to eat my pigs. I've grown attached to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they had just gone and stolen a bunch of pigs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, they go, and he gets one black and white pig, swallow fork, underbit, not a big thing. And Thomas Moore, who made the complaint, was like, well, he stole a little pig from us, so it was only six pence, right? Mm-hmm. So he stole a pig that was like half as much, right? But here's the best thing. So they both had to go before Obadiah Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Who is like the judge, the only judge in North Alabama. <laughs> the judge we hear about in every episode, <laughs> I swear. He's the only guy, right? Uh, because For... his name is so good, they're just like, you have to be the judge. Obadiah, Obadiah Jones, you're the judge. He, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a, that's probably what it is. That's what it was, right? So he was the judge for like the entire northern half of the Mississippi Territory, right? Like that was it. So like if there was like a murder committed in what's now northern Mississippi, mm-hmm. they would have to like walk all the way to Huntsville mm-hmm. to like get it prosecuted, right? And that's why we don't hear a lot about the murders in northern Mississippi, not because they didn't happen, but because no one wanted to do that much work. Right. So, I mean, Mississippi... Like, we'll settle it amongst ourselves yeah. with some more murders, most likely, or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was, he was like the only judge. And that means that both of, these, both of these guys, their court date was the first Monday in April of 1811. Mm-hmm. Which means on the same day, they had to go before the same judge... And be like, he stole my pig. Well, he stole my pig. Well, your mind was tiny. <laughs> yeah. And just like arguing about pigs. Yeah. And so. That's just the day they set aside for pig crime <laughs> in Madison County. Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. April's pig crime season. April Whatever. is pig stealing month. Well, that's, we just made a new month, right? And this is like, <laughs> yes. There's months for everything now. So there might as well be pig crime. April is Pig Theft Awareness Month in Alabama. <laughs> Please watch your pigs and don't steal your brother's pigs. You know, ask about it. I'm glad we're doing this in May. Then I'm glad that's when yeah. We'll have re- time to yeah get everyone re- ready to April 2017. That is Bacon Awareness Month. So, all right. So it happens, and obviously these are both just silly court cases, mm. and so they just are like. We're done. Get out. I'm done talking to you, Ambrose Foster and Thomas Moore. Right? Like, Obadiah Jones is just like, shut up. And, like, kicks both of them out. But these are just, like, the first. Right? This yeah, is just the very the f- first. Yeah. And so, pig theft starts becoming more and more common. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but it's really only common before 1820. Because... um. Alabama actually experienced a 12-fold increase of population. Like, Wow. Yeah. Like, 1,200% mm-hmm. 
population increase mm-hmm. between 1810 and 1820. It's one of the largest uh, mass migrations in American history. Like, it's huge. These people just coming from, like, the more northern, like, colony areas and stuff, I assume? Uh, like, primarily Maybe Tennessee, North Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama fever. We've talked about that before. Yeah. You know, there were people in North Carolina who tried to, like, pass, like, introduce laws and bills and stuff to be mm-hmm. like, you can't go to Alabama, right? <laughs> Stop going to Al- All the people went to Alabama. Like, an entire county would just move. And they took all the pigs. Exactly. So. <laughs> and so... After, yeah, like, after 1820, like, pig theft, like, declines Mm. really quickly. So there's just, like, a 10-year period where everyone's stealing pigs, though. Hmm. Right? And so let's talk about some of the people that stole more pigs. All right, so... The Pigs Theft Hall of Fame. Exactly. And one of the things that I really, really enjoyed reading in this was it often took a bunch of people to steal one pig. Hmm. And that's because Southern pigs are terrifying. <laughs> I would say they can get pretty big. They can bite you. Mm-hmm. They could step on your toes. Oh my God. And crush your feet. It was, I mean, it's, they weren't like Hogzilla, right? Yeah. Like that kid down in uh, the black belt or whatever mm-hmm. that took out that like thousand pound pig. Right. <laughs> like Hogzilla. But still like even a, large farm pig it's gonna take a strong man to pick that thing up Mm -hmm. and if you're going over fences and trying to nab a pig i imagine yeah you're gonna need some gonna need some extra hands some pig stealing bros (laughs) your pig posse exactly so i found an example Mm -hmm. where a guy from england philip henry goss right he had gone and he came to alabama and he did like a tour of alabama And he wrote a travelogue called Letters from Alabama in the 1850s. And in it, right, he describes, like, southern pigs. And I'm going to read you a little quote about southern pigs here in a second. But I want to talk more about about Letters from Alabama because it's one of my favorite books. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. It's like an outside perspective, too. Exactly. Because we don't realize how crazy we are until somebody (laughs) comes down and be like, you guys are nuts. I mean, yeah. And so one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things is Philip Henry Goss himself, because the guy's a naturalist, Mm -hmm. right? That's how he gets the money to travel. He goes to a place and this is like before the internet and before, and like it's, the world is still globalizing fairly quickly, but there's a large middle class, not a large, but a growing middle class population in England that wants to know about places. Mm. And so Goss would like travel the world and he would make really detailed notes about wildlife and fauna. Right. And he has like Mm -hmm. an entire chapter in his book when he went to Alabama, just on like our local butterfly population. Hmm. So hearing him comment on social issues is really jarring. Right. Because one of the things he does is he actually describes like a Bowie knife duel, like in the middle of his book. (laughs) Right. So it's the stuff you kind of find walking around in the forest in Alabama. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And so he's like, butterflies, butterflies, rock formation, beautiful flowers. Hey, here's a here's a water moccasin. Brutal Bowie knife murder. Butterflies, right? And it's just, and it's the most in, inappropriate places for them, right? He's like, the, the Southerners were very violent, but they had beautiful oaks. And so, 
Right. Yeah. And you feel kind of weird about it because people in England, right, were like eating this up. Right. And right. They're like, wow. Yeah. And he wrote other <laughs> Adventure books. Town. Yeah. He wrote other books about traveling through like Jamaica and Canada. And it's the same mm. tone. And it's just kind of like this condescending, like, I'm British sort of thing going on. And Letters from Alabama, if you're listening to this podcast, you should probably read it. Because mm. if you've been here this long, you're kind of a giant nerd. But <laughs> this is him talking about uh, pigs in Alabama. I don't know if I, I'm not going to, I can't do a British accent. So the southern hogs are a queer breed. With their sharp, thin backs, long heads, and tall legs, looking so little like hogs. He may have just seen some deer, is what I'm thinking here. (laughs) No, I'm joking. All right. So, looking so little like hogs. From the amount of liberty which is granted them, and their consequent habits of self-protection and self-dependence, they are very wild. Perfectly (laughs) wild. (laughs) Very wild. Perfectly ownerless, swift of foot, and strong withal. And so... It's not that just a few people from one family would be hungry. It's just that literally in order to steal pigs from someone, you needed multiple strong men. Right. Because these are... They're free range. Yeah. Like... If you've ever seen a wild hog in Alabama, they are the devil. Yeah, they're they're mean and they make scary noises too. (laughs) Yeah. And these aren't like... Yeah. So like none of these pigs were like the pink little domesticated ones that people are used to seeing. These were like old school Southern pigs. So they still got like tusks and brindles and stuff. And it just makes you think like someone had to cut, like had to hold them down and mutilate their ears Mm -hmm. to start with. And then they just like threw them in the forest and were like, come back when you're fat. (laughs) (laughs) Go eat some, go eat each other and we'll catch you later. We're going to get you. So (laughs) hopefully. All right. And so just think about the kind of person that it takes to, like, wrestle a hog mm-hmm. then and steal it and bring it to a place. Yeah. So that's the kind of people that end up stealing a lot of hogs. And they really, they're really interesting people. So the next, like, really big hog theft happens in January 1812. Once again, all the hog thefts, all the hog thefts, T-H-E-F-T-S, all the hog thefts are occurring in, like, the depths of winter. So, January 1812, John McCannon and John Miller stole a certain spotted sow from a man named William Thompson. So, one of the really cool things about uh, John McMahon, uh, I know I said McCannon, but McMahon, it's like M-C-M-H-O-N, mm-hmm. whatever, not a big deal, is they were these guys were both like serial criminals. Like, McMahon could not stay out of court. And uh, Obadiah Jones, once again, bringing up Obadiah Jones, so eventually uh, commanded the sheriff to find both men, and there was like a $500 bounty out for them. Wow. And McMahon, in 1806, uh, he got into a feud with a man named William Gibson, and that resulted in the death of his brother, William McMahon. But... uh, the cool part is I actually have hunted down all of the court documents related to that murder mm-hmm. and like that feud. And so I'm putting together a post. Ah, very cool. Based off like this McMahon's pig thief. Strong, uh, crime spree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The McMahon crime spree and the Gibson feud and all that. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm working on that. Turns out there was a lot of court cases <laughs> centering around this pig. This guy thief. did a lot of crime and got caught a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the he's he's kind of like the Magahas, right? Right. Yeah. You remember them? Oh yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Magahas, right? They were just mm. little freaking hooligans, and same thing like Rhoda, Rhoda Barnett. Oh Rhoda. Oh Rhoda Rhoda whiskey. All right. Oh Rhoda up hard, Barnett. <laughs> Rhoda hard put up wit. Oh. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I mean, her name was Rhoda. I see. All right. We're probably not the first to say that. There's some guy back in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Rhoda hard. Yeah, Rhoda. You know Rhoda? <laughs> Rhoda Barnett. So, Madison County, early 1810s, that's when you're experiencing all the pig thefts mm-hmm. because there's this massive influx of population. Uh, there's a lot of people that are just like, I need to eat, and there's yeah. no jobs. And... Mm-hmm. So they're just stealing from each other. And so you keep seeing more pig thefts and it's always in the winter. Right? So as the count as the as the economy in Madison County improves, people actually start they keep stealing, but they quit stealing pigs because pigs hmm. become a lot easier to get a hold of. Especially as like this market for pig meat in Huntsville develops, right? So suddenly you have people in Tennessee driving hogs down. You have people from central Alabama driving hogs up. And people start stealing, and I mentioned this to you earlier, they start stealing horses, which, hey, you know, people describe horses in great detail because horses are an important part of Southern yeah, culture. Yeah. And then they start stealing, stealing cattle, right? And they're just like, it was a cow, mm-hmm. right? And so you're like, okay, we didn't love cattle as much. And they also <laughs> steal things like beehives. <laughs> and I remember... Oh, we're getting into beehives today, are oh, we? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, I spent so much time looking for the beehive case because, like, who's that dumb, (laughs) right? Like, just, I'm going to go grab a beehive. Or that ballsy. It's just like, I bet I could run faster than they can sting (laughs) me. About 60 miles with with this beehive and put it in my house. I bet I can do it. I'll just put on my big hat and I'll be okay. Like, I just imagine, was there any prep for that? Did they, like, rub mud all over themselves? Yeah, there must have been. Yeah, or they were just that dumb. (laughs) And, like, they showed up to court, and they were just puffy. Like, you've been punished by the bees, but you have yet to be punished by Obadiah Jones. (laughs) By Obadiah Jones. (laughs) If only it was Obadiah Job, and then I could just claim some. I know, right? Obadiah Job. That would be beautiful. That could be my Halloween costume. I can be Obadiah Job. You do it, man. We just I don't know decided. what the heck he looks like. Do you have any like drawings? I mean, honestly, in my head, I just picture like it's probably a pretty intense yeah character because I encounter him so much in the right. court records. So it's just like this very imposing, like Puritan looking man. But he probably was like short. Yeah, he's, he's probably like a tiny man. Yeah, but in my head, he's made out of thunder, right? <laughs> Because he's, he's the guy that does all the judging. Right. And so, yeah, we start to get more into materially advanced mm-hmm. thefts. Because, okay, you can see someone, you can see a few dudes, like, picking up a pig and running away. Right? Yeah. But to, like, steal a cow. Yeah. That takes doing. Or like, a horse, yeah. Yeah. You have to get them out of their stables and unhitch them and all that. My favorite horse thief of all time from Madison <laughs> County is this dude, Charles Collier. And I think I mentioned him last time, but he just like, 
went crazy one day and like just took out a musket and stole a horse and then stole some slaves and was like, we're going to the woods. And like, we're going on an adventure <laughs> against your will. <laughs> yeah. he like just kidnapped a bunch of people and some horses and stole some horses. And I was just like, let's go. Did he get caught? Like, yes, he got caught. <laughs> Cause like, how am I going to move all these people in horses? I know. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Charles T. Collier. <laughs> You crazy man. <laughs> All right. So what I what I want to end on, though, what I want to end on is the greatest pig theft mm. that pig I've, heist. Yeah. The, the, the big one, <laughs> the pig one, the, the pig one, <laughs> the pig one. Right. So that is this is the greatest pig heist in uh, like Alabama recorded history that I've found so far. There might have been like a greater pig heist at some point. <laughs> And I swear to you, as soon as I find it. Yeah, if you have one to submit. Yeah, guys. Oh, I remember. If there was like a pig heist in 1932 in like Sumter County that you heard about, (laughs) you tell me. He's the man who wants to know. I am the only person who's interested in that story. Go up to anybody else and be like, by the way, there was a pig heist. They're just like, you need to leave now. I'm calling security. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it is Huntsvillain1819 at gmail.com. HSVLN1819 at gmail.com. Please email me if you just know of a pig heist. But in December 1817, right? So this is like at the very tail end, the very tail end of this massive movement of people Mm -hmm. into Alabama. Again in winter, right? De- yeah, December 1817. Perceptive. Yeah. <laughs> so in December 1817, Thomas Billingsley, Jesse Reynolds, George Hale, and Alexander Williams, right? So these four guys, they illegally entered the Cherokee Nation. Mm-hmm. So um, there had, around the like late 1810s, we start to see a lot more. Um, just sort of antagonism towards indigenous people, mm-hmm. like specifically Cherokee. Yeah. Cherokee people in Alabama, uh, because, you know, you have the Creek session of 1814, which created like all of Alabama south of the Tennessee mm-hmm. River. And so the Cherokee Nation isn't really a part of that. And people start just freaking assaulting Cherokee folks and Mm -hmm. hating them for everything. And then of Mm -hmm. course in like 1837, you have the final removal from Alabama and Georgia. And so this is sort of like a precursor to some of that, like, Hey, within the next 20 years, it's a big influx of people too. So exactly. They start looking for land, looking for exactly. So they're coming in and they kind of resent the fact that there is this other nation inside of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And when I say there's another nation inside of Alabama, uh, one of the things that they charged all these guys with is not only like the greatest hog theft of all time, but also illegally entering the Cherokee mm-hmm, nation yeah. without passports. Right. So the governor had to issue you a passport hmm. in order for you to like enter the Cherokee nation. And so these guys were like, whatever, I don't need no passport. And so they go into Blunt County, which Blunt County used to be giant. It took up like a third of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they go, and now it's like a tiny, tiny county that right. no one knows about. <laughs> but they went into Blunt County, and that's where the Cherokee Nation was. And they went there without passport, without passports. And they found this guy, John Brown Jr., 
and the court records describe him describe John Brown Jr. as a friendly Indian of said Cherokee nation or tribe, mm-hmm. right? And like you know, in the 1810s, we recognized the fact that these were nations with political units and like complexity yeah. and all that. And I just want to point out they had to travel there, right? They're not just mm-hmm. gonna like go from Madison County because these guys were all from Madison County. Yeah, they're not just going to go from Madison County and just head to the Cherokee Nation and be like the first Indian we see with a bunch of pigs. We're going to rob them like, yeah, they would have known this man had a bunch of pigs. Mm -hmm. So they were like, let's go. Let's go steal pigs from John Brown, Jr. All right. So my note is John Brown, Jr. owned a lot of pigs. So let me just keep going. All right. So. They went and they stole 32 pigs. Wow. They stole 32 pigs from this guy. And all of those together were were valued at. Now, remember, the first pig theft in Madison County, the pig was worth like 12 pence, 12 Mm -hmm. cents, 12 pence, cents, whatever. These pigs were valued at $88 and 20 cents, Mm. all told. All of the pigs. All 32 of these pigs. Which is just pretty much a small fortune. Yeah. Right? If I stole something from you that was worth $88 mm-hmm. in 2016, yeah. literally 200 years later, you would still be pissed. You would be like, I'm not <laughs> friends with you anymore. Right? You would I'm try- really old, but I'm not <laughs> friends anymore. Yeah. Right? So $88 in like 1817 yeah, is like all of the money you made that year. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so- why when you said those like $500 bounties or something i was like dang i know right that's a ton of money to put on somebody's head like they must have been some bad dudes they were some bad dudes man like (laughs) are you a bad enough dude to get you a (laughs) bad enough dude to piss off obadiah jones (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, god we should make like a huntsville themed video game yeah just like a little hooligan it'll be like the 1800s uh huntsville adventure be like oregon trail but with pigs I mean, anyone that is listening to this right now... (laughs) Anybody who makes video games. Which is like half of Huntsville. (laughs) Um, They're like in their spare time. Like, I did Tetris, but it's 40 now. Yeah. So... They're all too smart for their own good. I think we can all agree, though, that Obadiah used to voice Wesley Well, maybe. (laughs) But once again, if you do make video games and you like the idea of like a scrolling adventure where you're like John McManon or John (laughs) McGee, right... John. You want to? You can pick up a corn cob and like yeah, just beat some people guy. like yeah. uh, our previous episodes. Yeah, or like try and like kill someone with cow skin. <laughs> oh, jeez! If you make Which video brutal. games, right? It once again it is hsvln one eight one nine at gmail dot com. So how would how would you go about stealing? Would you herd them? Like yeah, thirty. I I assume it's like you either would have to tie them all up to a horse or something, or you'd have to just like herd them. You can, you can beat pigs. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll keep walking. They'll keep going so, and stay together, I guess. Yeah. And one of the things that I really want to point out is this is the actually the only time where someone got assaulted. Mm-hmm. So John Brown Jr. was like, you're not taking my damn pigs. Right. And they're like, no, I, you don't understand how this works. <laughs> and so they beat the man, right? Mm. And they beat him with, like, so they don't they not only used their fists, they also just picked up some random sticks and started hitting them. They used like their pistols. They didn't shoot Jeez. them. They just pistol whipped them. Ah. So they like physically and emotionally humiliate this man, steal all of his pigs. Mm-hmm. 
and from what I can tell, started driving them back to Huntsville. Mm. So I want to point out again, Madison County was like pig deficit. So we had to import right, pigs right. from other places. They'd probably sell them for a pretty penny up in exactly. bacon-starved Madison County. Exactly. exactly. And so I figure, like, it wouldn't surprise me either way if, like, John Brown Jr.'s plan was, I'm going to take all these pigs to Huntsville. But instead, yeah. these dudes came down and were like, no, we're going to take all these pigs to Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that is... Uh, that is the only hog theft where another human being got injured. Really? Yeah. Which I find astounding because I feel like a big part of it because one, it's also the only time they ever robbed in a, an indigenous person. Hmm. Right. So I feel a big part of it is the fact like the interracial aspect there. Yeah. So, I mean, They're it's like we're going into the other nation and yeah, it's early Alabama history. So part of it had to be horrifying Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if there so, wasn't, you know it wouldn't be real without yeah. some, like, terrible violence against man. If it's Sp- Alabama history. Specifically a Cherokee man. <laughs> yes. Right? So it's just like, oh. Yeah, that's a really interesting, like, point that there was an independent nation right here. Yeah. In Blunt County, where you've probably driven through or something. I mean, hell, the Chickasaw Nation mm-hmm. was in like North Alabama until like 1811 Mm -hmm. and it stretched, um, it stretched like all most of Madison County, most of the way to the Mississippi river up to like present day Memphis. And then there was the Chickasaw session and Mm -hmm. Andrew Jackson and some of his friends were like, let's found the city of Memphis. Right. Yeah. Like there were nations. (laughs) (laughs) There were nations. There were nations. And then we were like, let's send them all to Oklahoma. It's much better in Oklahoma. They'll love going over there. I know, right? So, all right. So you have this great hog theft of $88.20, whatever. And that's really, that was... Did they, how did they catch them? Do you know? Like, they were just brought them to market or something, and then... John, uh, John Brown Jr. came and made a made a complaint. Yeah, he I guess came he up. Survived and yeah, I mean, he came up to Huntsville and was like, "These are the four guys that robbed me, mm-hmm. and they suck, and those are my pigs." Do you know what uh, the result of the case? Like, oh well, it should have surprised no one that all of the men involved were acquitted. Yeah, as so often happens. Yeah, right. Like, totally acquitted, like nothing. No, not even a fine. Uh so they stole this du- this dude's pigs. Obadiah. Uh, Obadiah. It's, you know, Obadiah was the one that was willing to bring the case. There were 12 jurors, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I can blame the jury. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, our second largest export is injustice. So yeah. <laughs> they were all acquitted, right? All, like, Thomas Billingsley, Jesse Reynolds, George Hill, and Alexander Williams, just in case... They're like, he got his pigs back. He didn't die. He didn't even get his pigs back, man. What? <laughs> no, John Brown Jr. got straight up like gangs. Oh, jeez. Like, you know, we we accuse jurors a lot here of having engaged in the activity that they were <laughs> judging people for. <laughs> I mean, it is like 1819. Yeah. Oh, I feel like the... Is there any more you got on on the piggies? I mean, I was just actually going to point out because he brought up jurors. Like yeah. one of the jurors in uh, 
one of the jurors in the original case, in the original case, which is the Ambrose Foster and Thomas mm-hmm. Moore one, uh, his name was Little Barry Adams. <laughs> Little Barry Adams. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's so, like a giant guy. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm Little Barry Adams. That's so, what they call me. <laughs> and Little Barry Adams is one of my favorite people because, one, uh, his name's Little Barry Adam. <laughs> well, yeah, one you can call him Little B. Yeah, Little B. Yeah, Little B. And so, uh, Little B was actually the first person to sue anyone in Madison County. Hmm. He sued another guy over a boat because one of his business ventures was he went into uh, he went into Texas, and there's like this one part of Texas that was lawless at the time. It was like the uh, it was where the Spanish Empire ended and the American Empire ended, and they just called it the neutral ground. Yeah, like the no man's land. Yeah, and it's like eastern Texas and we- uh, western Louisiana, and he mm. went and traded in there. And he sued this dude over a boat because the guy sucked at building the boat. <laughs> and um, Littleberry also got busted all the time for making moonshine. <laughs> and like selling it to people, little Barry, and he was little B. Little well, B. Barry's starting to fit in more as like a, a like an ultra pimp daddy name. Yeah, and he was also Floating the largest some moonshine. Exactly right. <laughs> he was also the largest slave owner in Madison County. Wow. Yeah. So and, he had his hands in a lot of. Uh, yeah, he was. Like yeah, yeah. So like, little Barry Adams was one of the jurors, and that just always. Whenever I see little B, I'm just like. That guy was is. probably a terrible... That guy was a terrible human. Yeah, the largest yeah. slave owner. But uh, he freaking made money hand over fist. Like, the and yeah, huge impact. <laughs> Will be. That could be his own, his own uh, episode right there. I mean, yeah. I need to go find more stuff now because <laughs> I told you a bunch a of stuff. Berry. Yeah, yeah. You, a gave berry. Us a, you gave us a sweet taste. Sweet taste. But, yeah, uh, so, we'll remind everybody where to find the podcast and everything. Um, well, the, On Spice Radio, for one thing. Well, well, first off, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not listening to Spice Radio, I don't know how you're hearing my words, but you should be <laughs> listening to Spice Radio. Uh, we've got the Spice Fest coming up. Which yes, I will thanks n- for plugging that. Absolutely, absolutely. I will not be performing at it, but I might be there. <laughs> but and it could be. It could be. If you have a pig theft story... <laughs> Just look for me. I'm going to be the only person wearing the Moundville Archaeological Park shirt. <laughs> and uh, if there's two of them, they'll be in deep conversation. Otherwise, they're <laughs> yeah. like Moundville. Let's talk yeah. about Moundville. Like yes. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's so, June 11th. That's salty nuts. Oh yeah, and yeah. Get your tickets online right now. You can. Yeah, it is. URL slash Spice Fest 2016 tickets. $15 online, $20 at the door. As we all know, $20 gets you a lot of pigs in 1817. Yeah. So. Like 10 or 11, that sounds like. Yeah, that's true. So I just wanted to come in and Mm -hmm. talk to everyone about pig theft because (laughs) we had to do an episode. And that's the thing that I decided on a few days ago. So... There's the economic the economic necessity of occasionally raiding someone's neighbors because early Alabama was a crazy place. I've got place. to say, last winter I got real hungry and <laughs> just stole help a pig. <laughs> stole a pig. Uh, yeah, and so we. It's a really cool trend. There was a decade in Alabama history where North Massive Alabama. Pig. It may come again. You never know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Trump gets elected, everyone starts stealing pigs again. <laughs> but straight correlation right there. We've yeah. done studies. <laughs> oh well, it's true. It's true. So 1810 to 1820, mad pig theft, all for the love of hogs. For the love of hogs, and so the bacon, the bacon fever is not new. Guys. Bacon fever. That's what we've learned today is endemic to Southern culture. <laughs> Something and, in the big spring. Oh yeah, once is again, causing massive bacon cravings. Once again, it's always we blame it on the big spring a lot. They blame everything on the big spring. That's true. Because like, all that trash they put in there. <laughs> so. Just everyone's peeing in the water. Like, <laughs> thought we made a law about that, Obadiah. Yeah. Do your job. Dang it, Obadiah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, I feel like the only way to close out a pig episode is to see we eat some hogs. <laughs> Once, one it second. Looks like you're getting I'm, ready. I'm gonna call everyone out. So if you're just yeah. now getting into pigs, like as a region, uh, <laughs> let it be known, y'all some posers. That's right. Sui pig. All right. So that is definitely enough of that. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Huntsville and History Podcast. John out. Check out the vlog. Yeah, thanks to our oh. studio and audience. Yeah, our one guy. Yeah. We love Woo! 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 The Hunts Villain is a podcast recorded at Spice Rack Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. You can find the full blog, Hunts Villain, at huntsvillain.wordpress.com or their Facebook, Facebook slash Hunts Villain. And you can email John O'Brien at hsvln1819 at gmail.com. The podcast is hosted and written by John O'Brien and co-hosted and produced by Ben Job. Thank you to our donors and volunteers who are the sole supporters of Spice Radio. If you want to help Spice Radio be great, go to spice-radio.com slash support. And you can always find great local music and content 24-7 at spice-radio.com. Thanks again for listening and stay spicy, Huntsville. <laughs>